What if you built a million dollar coaching business and then lost it all? Would you feel like a failure? Would you feel disappointed? It almost seems like that's the ultimate loss, building something for your whole life and then watching it go up in smoke. But isn't that going to happen anyway? I mean, after all, we won't live forever and neither will our business. This existential question bothered me. It drove me to depression and to wonder what is the meaning of it all. Until I attended a spiritual retreat that changed my perspective completely. In this episode, I'd like to share that divine download with you and give your business and your life's purpose a new breath as we walk into yet another year around the sun. Hi, I'm your host, Ina Coveney. Every Tuesday, I bring you an interview with a successful online coach where we uncover their true startup story and we wrap it up with a companion episode on Thursdays. This one right here, where I teach you three things that our guest is doing very right in their business and you should start doing right now. Currently, we are in the off season, which means I'm out there recording all the interviews with those amazing coaches that you know and love. And so we'll be replaying some past interviews on Tuesdays, but I'll be here sharing with you every week on Thursdays with new content fresh out of the oven to help you continue to grow your business. And today our focus will be on the meaning of life, the life lesson that will help you thrive in the new year. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while taking down holiday decorations, leave up a light or two. Nobody will judge you and you'll feel happy year-round. Also, please head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Welcome to the Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose, to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. In this episode, I'm about to reveal to you the meaning of life as it was revealed to me during a spiritual retreat. But I feel like before I even get there, I need to kind of give you a little bit of context so that we can all start in the same level playing field, right? So we can all understand exactly what this is, where did this come from, where is this, where is this woo-woo stuff? Right, so let, let me back up a little bit and give you a little bit of background. Um, back in August, I decided that it was a decision. It wasn't something that was by chance or that got sprung on me. It's something that I decided that I really needed to seek out how to incorporate more spirituality into my life. And the reason for that was, I'm going to admit, pretty frivolous. It was pretty frivolous. It was more like I could see that other people in my sphere, other coaches, other success stories, they all speak about spirituality in a way that I never have been able to. I've never been that kind of spiritual woo-woo person to come and tell you about energy. I, I have, To this day, I have no idea how crystals worked or um, how to use essential oils for... I have no idea about any of that, but it seemed to be 
it seemed to be an important factor to happiness, to being happy with your success, with your mindset. It seemed like there was a missing piece in my life, and that was called spirituality. And I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea how to get it. I had no idea what that would mean for me. So I was talking to some friends, and um, one of them mentioned to me that, you know, in terms of spirituality, what she does is she just prays. She prays to God, and God sometimes responds, sometimes he doesn't, but when he does, he she feels like, you know, there's a communication going. And that's when kind of like the light bulb went up in my head. Wait a minute. You're talking about communicating with a higher power, right? Which is something I have been hearing about and studying about for the past four years, almost five years since I started my business. I've heard about manifestation and I've heard about talking to the universe and putting your order in for the universe to give you something, right? Um, and I always rationalize that stuff in my head. How does the universe really help you? And what is the universe and on all of that? So, um, and actually my intuitive coach, I have a coach right now who reminded me that in the beginning of us working together, which I believe was around May timeframe, this was way before that August that I'm telling you about, she asked me, how do you prefer to refer to a higher power? Is it God? Is it universe? Is it source? Is it what? And she reminded me that I told her, actually, the universe sounds better to me. I, at this point, I don't really have a relationship with God. It's always felt very one-sided. It's just not, it, it, it's, it's not jiving for me. So I'm going to go with universe. Then in August, fast forward to August, and um, I'm talking to my friend and she tells me she has conversations with God. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's, that's what I should be looking for. Let's start there, right? Let's start there. Uh, conversations with God. Um, I already believe in God, right? Even though back in May, I told my coach, let's talk about the universe. It's because I wanted to kind of, I, I wanted to find a new way. That's what I was looking for. I was trying to find a new way to relate to this higher power that all through my life, I have felt has been a little bit, detached from me, right? I felt a little bit detached. I have not felt really connected with God, even though I believe in God, I never really felt connected to it. So um, that's why I was like, let's just go with the universe and let's see if I can find another way to relate to a higher power. Then August comes around, I have this conversation with my friend and a light bulb went off when I realized that, wait a minute, my own mother teaches prayer workshops, like workshops taught through the church, through, and I'll, you know, just coming, putting all my cards on the table. This is the Catholic church, right? I am I'm Catholic. I, I grew up in a Catholic family. Um, and through the church, she teaches a life and prayer workshop, which she has been trying to get me to join forever. And I'm like, ma, I'm not going to do it just for you. This is something that has to come from me. I'm not just going to join because you're asking me to. This is for me to even put that kind of time into it. It's got to come from me. So when I realized, I'm like, wait, my friend is suggesting, or she's not suggesting. She, she made the reference of talking to God. I'm like, my mother teaches that very thing. She's been telling me for years, this is how you communicate. This is how you pray. This is how you do it. So I'm like, okay, let me call up my mom and see if the, she has any room available in the next workshop. And these workshops are 
15 weeks long. So that's a three-month commitment. Um, and I, I called her up and she said, yeah, actually, we're starting one in a couple of weeks. Uh, it is down here in Plymouth, which is at least an hour from me, right? At least an hour from where I live. Um, I didn't know at the time that with rush hour, it was going to take me at least two hours to get there. And then an hour, an hour and a half to come back. So it was during the week, 15 weeks. And I said, okay, sign me up. Let's see what's up. And in the very first session, she asks, she asks everybody, why are you here? Why did you decide to do this right now? And my answer, she reminded me of it on the last day. My answer was, I want to add a layer of spirituality to my life. And I hear a lot of people talking about communicating with the universe. And I'm like, well, why can't I just talk to God, <laughs> right? It's, if I already believe in a higher power, which is God, why am I trying to reframe it as the universe? Let's just talk to God. Uh, and that's where it started. Then, if, by the way, I'm, I'm not going to go through exactly what we went through in that workshop. It was 15 weeks. I learned a ton. I, I mean, I had some mind-blown moments from that, from that workshop. If you would like to hear more about that, I'd like to invite you to go to episode 156 of my podcast, of The Global Phenomenon. Uh, it's called Spirituality for the Taipei Entrepreneur. And I tell you more about the workshop and what we did in there. But I just wanted you to know like where that came from. It was me trying to really build a layer of spirituality. Um, then realizing my mother teaches this stuff, and then I went. Uh, it ended up not being a, like a Bible study course. It was not about that. It's actually, it was actually really interesting. They made you really feel like God is talking to you, not talking to the world, not not talking to the to the civilization at large. It's like God is talking to you, and He responds. And after the workshop, I I came to believe that God is not silent. God is talking to you now. Throughout this particular live, throughout this episode, I do want to invite you. You don't have to take the word God from me. God is my version of that higher power. Whatever that higher power is to you, replace the word God with it. You feel free to replace it with the universe. Feel free to replace it with the source. Feel free to replace it with nature, with earth, with mother earth, whatever your higher power really is means to you and then you're going to get the most out of this because I don't I don't want you to get uh, stuck in well this is a religious podcast it really isn't um it's what I'm what I'm about to share with you is a revelation that really is going to help me in 2023 see my life entirely differently and I'm hoping that it helps you too and it has nothing to do with religion there will be no mention of priests or the Bible or anything. It's more about how you view life. And this is how this message got transmitted to me was through these conversations with my higher power that I call God, right? So on the last day of the workshop, you go on a retreat. And that retreat sounds really grand, but really it was all the participants of the, of the workshop they got together at the place where the workshop was taught, right? Uh, it was this, it was at a church with a, with a kind of like a school building next to it. And during, um, during the, during the retreat, 
you are able to walk around the premises. You're able to go anywhere you want. You're going to be there from 8 in the morning until 3 p.m. Um, there is no lunch, but you can bring your snacks, bring your water, right? Bring some, some place to sit if you want to sit outside, right? Like There's a lot of freedom in that retreat. The only real rules are, number one, that you cannot talk to anybody. It must be completely silent because you don't want to interrupt somebody else's conversations with God, right? Like you got to let people keep their space. So the rule number one was you cannot talk to anybody. Leave your phone. <laughs> like do not look at your phone, okay? Do not look at your phone. This is a moment for you to talk to God and that's it. So um, in the first hour, and this is where a story begins about the meaning of life, right? In the first hour, we are all gathered together in the classroom. My mother is the guide. <laughs> My mother is the teacher, and she's giving us the guidelines and asking que and answering questions. And as I'm sitting there, I'm here like, well, I need to think of something to ask of God, right? So the conversation can be fruitful. Not that I haven't gotten amazing revelations just by just opening my ears and opening my eyes to what God wants to tell me that day. But I felt like if I'm going to get the most out of this, there's got to be a big question that I have. And since now I believe that God is not silent, now that I believe that he's talking to me, what, what is he telling me? What, what do I need to know? So I'm sitting there trying to figure this out. Like, okay, what is my big question for today? And what I'm about to say is not going to sound great. And I'm going to give you kind of a little bit of a trigger warning um, this is going to get into a uh, subject matter of death and loss. So if you would like to kind of shut your ears for a moment until I, I can get back to subject matter, it's really important that you guys know where I was. Um, I was sitting there in that classroom before they kind of set us free to roam around and to be silent and to talk to God. I was sitting there and there were four women sitting across from me. And these four women were, you know, in their 60s, maybe in their 70s, uh, maybe even older. You could tell they had, you know, every single one of them had white hair. They had wrinkles in their face. They were, you know, all there looking at their Bible and looking at their notes and, you know, listening to what my mother's saying. And I'm observing them and I'm watching them. And I started to get this feeling that one day I'm going to be there. One day that's going to be me. One day my hair is going to be white. One day my skin is going to be wrinkled. One day I'm going to have just a few years ahead of me rather than 30 or 40 years ahead of me. I'm just going to have a few years left. I will have likely lost people in my life, important people in my life. I will have very likely, at that point, lost my business. I will not be uh, you know, having the kind of energy that I have right now at 41. I'm not going to have it at 81, right? So I'm not going to be out there and and teaching or going live every day, or I'm not going to be doing all that stuff. So my business is going to look very different if it exists at all. At some point, I am going to die. And a hundred years later, nobody will remember who I was. 
nobody's going to remember my name. At one point, I will have lost everything that I have built throughout an entire lifetime. And that thought, not only was it scary, but it was really disappointing. Disappointing sounds kind of light, but it sounded like, wow, everything I'm doing right now will be for absolutely nothing because I'm going to lose it all in the end. So what is the point of everything? And that's when I got the question that I needed to talk to God about. What is the point? What is the purpose of it all? If one day I'm just going to lose everything. So what I'm going to start with, I'm just going to read. It's a very brief paragraph, but when once they released us out, right? Once they, they set us free to start the retreat, the first thing I did was I wrote as if God is talking to me. And I, at first, you know, I had other things on my mind. So at first, you know, he was advising me on, on that thing that I had on my mind because I needed to kind of clear some clutter before I could really get to brass tacks, right? So there's like two pages that I'm not going to even bother reading to you, which was about a particular scenario I was going through at that time. Then once I was able to clear that, I came back to this. So what I'm about to read to you is God talking to me about this question that I posed to him. Okay, very brief paragraph. He just helped me set up the stage. This is what he said. Let's get back to purpose. You've never been the kind of person to blindly follow someone else's instructions and plan. So it must be disappointing to reach the golden years and think that everything that has taken a lifetime to build will be gone. If the purpose was to build that life, then I can see how terrible it will feel to see it disappear and go up in smoke. And you're all about protecting your own feelings, right? And that's something that God knows about me, that pretty much every action I take is to protect my own feelings. That's my parenthesis there. So he said, and you're all about protecting your own feelings, right? So doesn't it make sense to protect yourself against that disappointment now? Here is the question for you to ponder. How will you rationalize building and then destroying everything and still feel okay about it? That was the question. End of, end of share, right? That was the question that God wanted me to start with. Is, hey, it's not about, uh, it's, it's like God telling me, there's nothing I can do to make you feel better about it, right? Like, I, I can't tell you, no, Ina, that's not true. You will not lose it. I can, there's nothing I can tell you. So what can you do knowing that the end is coming and that you will lose it all? What can you do to stop yourself from feeling disappointment at that time? So I closed my notebook and I went out for a walk. Now, this was a very cold day in southern Massachusetts, right? 
So I decided to just go outside for a walk. I was wearing a big, poofy, uh, down coat that went all the way down to my ankles and with a hat on. And I just said, I'm just going to walk around the parking lot, the entire length of the parking lot, the entire perimeter of the parking lot. And I'm going to ask myself that question. The problem we're trying to solve is, is not how do you stop things from getting destroyed? How do you stop things from going away? The question is, how do you stop yourself from being disappointed when that happens? Because that will happen. And I started thinking about Buddhist monks. I don't know if you've ever heard this. You can, you can even Google this. Buddhist monks, they have a habit of creating something beautiful, of creating a work of art, of going to their sand garden, to their Zen garden, and building something that, it, that looks amazing and unbelievable, of creating something that takes work, effort, time, art, skill, talent to make. And then they destroy it. They go through their sand garden and they erase it. They cut up pieces of the painting that they created. They just destroy it. And it's to remind themselves of the impermanence of life and to not grow attached to anything. So I started thinking about that. And that didn't help me at all. Because <laughs> I was like, well, that I, I don't see myself having such a Zen attitude that I would be okay with creating something beautiful and then destroying it. So that's not helping me. So then I thought to myself, what is one thing that I can relate to this, right? What is one good analogy for life? Something in real life, in our, in our daily life, that gets created with a lot of effort, with a lot of money, with a lot of time, right? Something that takes a lot to create, that immediately after it gets created, it gets destroyed. Can you think of something in real life that resembles that journey? And I don't know why, but I thought of an egg. An egg like the one you have in your fridge right now, okay? Think about that egg in your fridge. What did it take for that egg to get there? How many millions and billions of dollars were spent to try to get that egg in your fridge, right? This is like a billion-dollar industry of, with a lot of controversy around the treatment of chickens and farms, right? With uh, you know, the farmers, they have to build their entire life to feed these chickens and feed them right and make sure that the eggs are going to be good, right? And then it's not just the farmers. It's the corporate entities that go and distribute them, that clean up the eggs, that have the entire machinery to get that egg from that farm to your fridge. Everything that needs to happen. Imagine the people sitting in those corporate offices. This is not an easy job. There's a lot of risk involved. There's a lot of million, millions of dollars spent. There's a lot of FDA regulations, like food administration approvals they have to go through. There's a lot of corporate taxes that they have to pay, right? So much money trying to get that egg there. Do you guys know what's going to happen 
to that egg after it lands on your fridge, first thing you're going to do is you're going to break it. That's step one, is destroy the egg. Break the egg. Then you're going to heat it up. You're going to cook it, all right? So you're not just destroying the outside, you're destroying the inside. You know what's going to happen after you cook it? You're going to eat it, and it's going to go through your digestive system, and you're going to poop it out. You're going, that egg that took millions of dollars to get in your fridge is going to end up in your toilet. And not only that, after the toilet, it goes down the sewers. So what would it be if the person who is in charge, the CEO of the company that distributes these eggs and that manages this pipeline, right, this whole workflow, what if that person had thought about the fact that, wait, oh, you know what? We could, cr- we could make eggs and distribute them to people and, and pe- they will like it. What if they have thought, but you know what? That egg is going to end up in the toilet anyway. So why? Why would we do this if people are just going to crap it out in a toilet anyway? And that's when things started to make sense to me. That if my million-dollar business, right, if that life that I'm building, if that vision that I have for myself is that egg, and I know that that egg, that million-dollar egg, is going to end up in the toilet, then what is the point of building that egg? Well, I'm going to tell you what is the point of that egg being in your fridge. Let's get back to the whole process that it took for that egg to get there. That egg made jobs for people along the way. That egg fed families, not just by being an egg and being eaten, but the process of creating that egg gave money to families that needed it. There was an entire, an entire wake that was left just by the creation of this one egg. If we start to relate that to our lives and we think, you know what, my end goal is to have a million dollar business where I can live the life that I want, where I can enjoy life, where I can go on vacation, where I can send my kids to the best schools, where I can have the most luxurious car, right? If that is our million dollar egg, right, that is our vision. And we know that that vision is going to be destroyed, like I said in the beginning, right? That vision is eventually not going to exist anymore. The car you bought, you're probably going to sell it at some point. The house you bought, probably going to, you know, sell it and get yourself another one, right? Like things that you're building towards are going to get destroyed. But everything that you did in the process of getting to that egg is the only thing that mattered. Because the egg industry doesn't exist for one person to eat an egg. The whole industry exists to keep families alive, to keep families fed, to keep an economy going for the rest of civilization. So I want you to think about everything that you do each day. It is impossible for you to know the repercussions of your actions, of everything that you're doing. Me sitting here 
and telling you about this is creating the start of a ripple effect because now this information is in your head and it's going to make you act in a different way. It's going to make you think about things differently. It's going to make you want to keep going. It's going to give you the, the breath to not give up on your business and on your dreams because you're going to start to realize that it is what we do every day that actually counts. And when you see, the, when you see it that way, then you realize that the egg, the million dollar egg, is just an excuse. It's just, a, it's just a reason. It's the carrot that is being dangled in front of us and that makes us walk. But what matters is that we're walking and that every step we take affects someone's life. And it is impossible for you to tell the impact that you're having on others. Impossible. You have no idea whether that post that you made yesterday reached someone in such a way. Because not everybody will tell you. Not everybody's going to tell you the impact that you're having in their life. So it's impossible for you to know. So when I realized this, and I, it basically meant that if I get to the end of my life and I never reached the carrot, if I never made the egg happen, at least I created an entire, I left an entire wake of beauty, of inspiration of life impact right behind me after every step that I took, which means that I could perish any day and never feel disappointed about where I got because every day you draw satisfaction from. Every day is the thing. The egg is just an excuse. That carrot is just an excuse. It's just a reason for you to keep moving your feet. But it's the fact that you're moving each foot. If it's a fact that you're moving one step each day, that actually matters in your life. And when I came back, actually, before I told you when I came back, I was out there. And when I, I was, like I told you, I was doing a lap around the parking lot. And I was talking to myself out loud. Like all of this that I'm telling you right now, I was saying to myself, out loud and telling myself that story out loud as I'm walking like a crazy person. And when I made that realization, wait, so the purpose of life is not the stupid million dollar egg. The purpose is happening every day. It started to snow. And that's when I knew that I was on the right path. It was like a response. It was God telling me, you got it. Thank you. You got it. That was it. That's what you need to understand. That every step you take is the start of a ripple effect. And that you can feel free to take credit for all the good things happening in the world. Because you might as well, right? There is no way to know which things you had an impact on and which you didn't. It went as far as me saying to myself, you know what? Next time that someone wins an Oscar, I'm going to take credit for that because there is no way for me to not to not to know if I had any impact in that because my life has so much impact on so many things that it's impossible for me to tell. So I'm going to start taking credit for everything. Every time I see somebody succeed, I'm going to be happy for them because I had a part in it. 
Every time that I see something good happen, a really good meal being put in front of me, I'm going to feel grateful, I'm going to be thankful, and I'm going to pat myself in the back for contributing to this wonderful world. So when I got back and I saw the white-haired ladies, because we all got back to the same classroom, right? Got back to the same classroom, and I saw the white-haired ladies. I didn't see doom anymore. It went away. When I saw them, I now saw, wow, these women have lived such long lives that they have made the entire world a better place already. Imagine how many things they've accomplished, how many people they've impacted, which has probably impacted me in some way. And when I saw them, I felt grateful to them and I felt thankful. And I, I could see in their wrinkles, in their white hair, I could see the life that they created that didn't just affect them. It wasn't just their goals that were important here. It was the entire wake of goodness that they left in the world. And then I started to feel like I am them, like everybody is connected and everything we do affects everything else. So I, I really felt like this was a very important message to send to you because as we're starting a new year, I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that the million dollar egg is just an excuse to keep moving forward. But what matters is what we do every day. And any day, Armageddon could come, the, the apocalypse could come, the, you know, it could be your last day on earth. And you, if you think about it this way, you will never feel like, man, there was so much more I wanted to do. You'll never feel that way because you will realize that there is no way for you to know how much you've already accomplished. Every day you should feel accomplished, satisfied, and complete, which kind of makes it really important for you to live every day. Not like it's your last, like that's, I feel like that that's kind of a cliche, like living your day, uh, living today like it's your last, it still sounds like you need to accomplish things, like you need to do the things you wanted to do. It's not about that. You need to live every day without holding back because you never know what other lives you're going to end up impacting. So as you start 2023, Keep that million dollar egg in sight because it's the one thing that keeps you moving. It's the one thing that keeps your legs moving forward. But at the end of the day, you've done it. You've accomplished everything that you could accomplish by this point. So I am with you and I feel grateful for you. And I feel grateful for everything that you're doing in life. And 2023 is going to be our best year ever because we're all connected. We are all one and we can all continue to impact each other's lives one day at a time. So this year, find the joy in everything because everything was created by you. There's no way to know otherwise, right? And rest assured that when your time comes, you will have already won. 
Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.